If you would love to support Michelle and I, you can buy us a coffee over on Kofi. That's K-O-F-I dot com. It's around four pounds slash six bucks. And that will help us to buy our annual subscription for our podcasting platform. Now let's get on to today's episode. A grand fanfare welcome to our podcast, Keeping Up With The Windsors, dedicated to the royal family. Each episode will be crowned to the rafters with opinions, news and commentary on the comings and goings of the family of Windsor. With your hosts and royal fangirls, Rachel Andrews and Michelle Thole. So grab yourself a cuppa, straighten up your tiara, shine your knighthood, round up your corgis, and let's keep up with the Windsors. Hello and welcome to the very special episode of Keeping Up With The Windsors. I'm Rachel. And I'm Michelle. On today's episode, we met the lovely Christy, who has the Instagram account from Birkhill With Love, and her account is dedicated to Charles and Camilla. And we thought it would be lovely to speak to Christy because she's been one of our supporters for, since the beginning, hasn't she, Shell? Yeah, since the beginning. And if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you'll know that we have these royal community spotlights. And what's been amazing is we've been asking Christy, do you want to come on to the podcast, Christy? Because we'd love to just have a conversation with you. And um, we, it's finally happened. We've known her since the beginning, haven't yeah. we? Yeah, it's finally happened. And um, it was just so lovely to speak to her. We previously met briefly on Instagram. We did a live, didn't we, with Christy and Tanya at Camilla's Girl. And yeah, it was just nice to talk all things Charles and Camilla. Yeah, definitely. Now, when we were putting together the podcast, we wasn't quite sure about what direction we wanted to take it. But then I think from lots of Royal Community questions we've had through on Instagram, it's always been talking about you know, unfortunately, when the Queen passes away, what's going to happen with Charles and Camilla? What do we see as a future for them? And so we thought that'd be a very good angle to talk to Christy about. But also, we, she's got like a very unique uh, perspective because she's actually met Charles and Camilla, hasn't she, Rach? Oh, their story is amazing. When we were talking to her, I just had the biggest smile on my face because I was like, I can't believe you've met Charles and Camilla. (laughs) Charles and Camilla kind of brought them together in a way, didn't they? As we found out from talking to Christy. Yeah, so not only do they love Charles and Camilla, but also Charles and Camilla were the reason that they found each other in, in real life. So it's a love story connected to also a fandom and also what Christy believes is going to be the future of the monarchy, which will be possibly King Charles and Queen, Queen Consort Camilla. We get to chat to Christy about lots of different things. So stick with us. It's a lovely conversation with just such a wonderful member of the royal community. Rachel, are you excited? So excited. Let's get to it. Okay, we've got the lovely Christy with us. Hello, Christy. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Thanks for having me today. (laughs) Where are you? Where are you based? I am in Germany in the lovely southern part, which is actually quite rainy today. But yeah, that's where I am. Do you know many people in Germany who love the royal family? Mm, Actually, quite a lot. I think not everyone is as deeply into them as we are, my girlfriend and I. But yeah, very many people are interested in them so why prince charles and camilla christy like what what started your love affair with them why (laughs) why them out of all the royal family members why am i not surprised by this question (laughs) 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 
Um, yeah, well, I understand that, yeah, this is something you'd like to know and I'll do my best to sum it up a bit, like how it all started and everything. Probably sounds a bit weird, but it actually started on their wedding day. I was only just 11 years old back then and I kind of watched all the royal weddings together with my grandma. So we were of course also watching this one and actually I didn't expect a lot from this wedding because I knew it was their second wedding and everything. I had heard a bit about them but not very much. But I still remember that moment when they stepped out of the Windsor Guide Hall where they just had their civil ceremony. And I saw Camilla, I just fell in love with her. I know it sounds unbelievable, but it just was like that. And funnily, it was just the same with my girlfriend and soon-to-be wife, the lovely Camilla's girl from Tumblr. Um, we didn't know each other back then, but Obviously, she had very much the same experience as, as I had back then. And yeah, that's actually how it happened. Oh, lovely. But I have to add that it wasn't like that back then, obviously, with social media and everything. So it wasn't as easy to follow their daily engagements and their work and everything. So I just, I liked them. And I was always happy to see them on TV or something, but it was not like I was following their daily work. And I think it was 10 years later in 2015 somehow i remembered them and their story that was when i started reading all the books about them and somehow i found comfort and hope in camilla's story and yeah so that's some sort of a personal connection oh that's lovely and you've actually met charles and camilla haven't you so tell us about that because that's so exciting Yes, I have. But actually, it wasn't about me. It was really about my girlfriend, who, as I've mentioned before, is running the Tumblr about Camilla. She has actually been doing so for almost 10 years now. So she's like the dinosaur of the whole fandom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she started her Tumblr in 2013. And apparently, Camilla knows about it and very much appreciates it. And um, these two have been exchanging letters actually from a month or two after their wedding because yeah as I said Tanya fell in love with her as well and she really wrote to her back then aged 14 which I still think is amazing they're like pen pals <laughs> pen pals for Camilla <laughs> yes absolutely God, that's got a ring to it yes it? kind of <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and um, so of course we wrote to her together actually back then because that was at a time where we had already met on Tumblr. So you and Tanya met via the Tumblr that she created about Camilla. So in a way, we have um, like a, a dating show called Blind Date here. And she's a bit like Scylla Black, which is the UK's <laughs> version. <laughs> the, pre the presenter. Yes, she's absolutely the matchmaker here. <laughs> she She's a matchmaker. Who needs plenty of fish? Just get Camilla on the case. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, that's you, you can absolutely put it that way. I just randomly came across Tanya's account while Googling Charles and Camilla, <laughs> which is actually rather funny, I think. But it took me three whole years to ghost follow her until I finally took my heart and created an own account only in order to, to be able to... Um, send her a message oh that's lovely because I feel like I want to get in touch oh. <laughs> and I want to know more about that person who is obviously just as passionate about Camilla as I am 
That's amazing. Honestly, that is so lovely. So we've been on Instagram with you, actually. We've done Instagram Live. So Royal Community, you can always find our Instagram Live over on Christy's Instagram. What is your Instagram handle? My Instagram name is from Hall with love with dots in between the words. Yeah, lovely. Yeah. So tell us more about the time that you met Charles and Camilla. So you said it was through Tanya because Tanya was pen pals, shall we say, with Camilla. So how did that come about? And what was the meeting like? Like, was you freaked out meeting them? Was you, could you speak to them? We could, and it was absolutely amazing. Um, You might like to um, actually visit Tanya's blog, or we could maybe add the link somewhere because she has um, she has wrote a huge report about the whole meeting with photos and everything taken by Arthur Edwards, by the way. Oh, yes. (laughs) I don't know who he is. Who's Arthur Edwards? One of the royal photographers. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Lovely. Oh my gosh. So this is like completely like Vogue (laughs) is my moment. Yeah. Oh, he's lovely. He's been a royal photographer for almost, I don't know, 40 years or something. He's over 80 by now, but he's, he's a gentleman. And according to Camilla, he's, he's sometimes being bossy. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. The inside scoop from Camilla. (laughs) Yeah. So as I said, we wrote to her that we had read or found out or whatever that they were coming to Germany in May 2019. And seriously, such a lucky coincidence. Both of us were on vacation leave in the same week, but we hadn't planned that. It it really came about coincidentally. And also coincidentally, it was that week that they were coming to Germany which was quite amazing, I think. It's fate. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And then um, I still remember Tanya sending me an, a WhatsApp because we were already besties but, um, back then, but not a couple. She sent me a message um, asking me, are you coming to Leipzig with me in two or three weeks or something? Because you won't believe it, the darlings are coming to Germany. That's what we call them in private. I think this is so sweet. So Charles and Camilla are known as the darlings. They are. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Because that's what they are referring to each other in public and yeah, probably also in, in private. I don't know that, but I always find it especially sweet when they when they call each other darling during an engagement or something. So yeah, they are the darlings. And then we wrote her a letter and I think it was only just a week before or something that we got that invite or rather Tanya got that invite saying that Camilla would like her to um, to join a book signing in Leipzig at the old town hall and um, if she would like to come and of course she did and we were over the moon that I was allowed to come with. Did you get close enough to know what perfume she was wearing? She smelled wonderful of course absolutely enchanting but I'm afraid I couldn't identify any special perfume. (laughs) What was um, Charles and Camilla wearing? Was it very formal? Was it very kind of like easy breezy? Um, Charles was wearing one of his elegant suits, as always, I think. I can't quite remember the color, maybe a dark blue or dark gray or something like that. And Camilla wore a beautiful, bright blue Fiona Claire dress, which I absolutely love. And she has only worn it on that occasion so far. So I still hope to see it again one day. But also, it's very special because she has only worn it when she met us <laughs> yeah I was gonna say that's it's like oh that's her um, meeting Chrissy and Tanya outfit <laughs> <laughs> yes perhaps 
what was the conversation that you had with them like do you remember like what was actually said was it Charles and Camilla or did you just speak to Camilla they were absolutely lovely um Camilla came to us first and she was so so lovely we so wanted to say um I think good afternoon your royal highness it's such a pleasure to meet you or something like that and it was very important for us that we actually did curtsy but as a matter of fact I can't tell if we managed to do so because I was so bloody nervous (laughs) I I really thought I was going to die I've never felt like that before I think we hadn't eaten in two days or something we couldn't really sleep the night before so we were in quite a funny state I think (laughs) and I was so nervous and it was just absolutely amazing because they're like our celebrities in a way aren't they they're they're who we follow every day they're who we look up to and absolutely I don't know I think I'd be a a mess I don't think I'd be able to talk to any of them (laughs) (laughs) yeah but she really made it very easy to talk to her she was so kind and you know she has got a very special sort of warmth and it's like when she enters the room or when she stands in front of you and looks at you she's got such a warmth surrounding her and it will put you at ease immediately yeah I've always said that the the royal family's emotional intelligence and the way in which they interact with people around them is just excellent yeah and I mean just imagine from from their uh, from their point of view every day you meet people who will never forget that event or these five minutes or two minutes absolutely um they were talking to you so I think it's it's yeah a kind of Mm. pressure in a way yeah I mean it's it's got to be that's got to be such a, a weird position to be in that every single conversation you have outside of your like your bubble so to speak is going to be remembered for the rest of those people's lives. But it might just be like a normal, I don't want to say like a normal conversation to them, because obviously they're meaningful, but that every word has to be so articulate and meaningful to that person. So that's such a hard job, isn't it? It is, absolutely. Mm. I don't think I could do it. I got a question for you about the people around them. Were they, um, did they brief you beforehand, before you met them? Did they tell you what you should be saying, how you should be acting? Was it like a big, massive flurry and then they, then uh, Mm. Charles and Pamela turned up or was it quite peaceful? I want to know like the ins and outs, sorry, (laughs) Christy, I'm asking all these questions now. (laughs) That's totally fine. Um, No, we weren't briefed in any way. Um, We were welcomed by a very nice person from the embassy or something, I think. And he kind of updated us. Um, in so far as he always told us like ah, oh, they must be here in 20 minutes or something like that or uh, you can just sit down there so he was very kind and friendly but he did not brief us so it was completely free we could just be like we are and just say what we mm. wanted to say so interesting all the engagements or tours are always kind of um, joined by people from the embassy because they probably have organized everything and they will I think take care that nothing goes wrong and stuff like that yeah so yeah they were just working there in the background we actually did talk quite a while I'd say about 10 minutes oh wow or maybe 15 I can't really tell but it was more like two sentences and she was really very very sweet she was so interested and I, I felt so honored that she didn't only talk to Tanya, but then also tried to get me into the conversation as well. Or I, I wanted it to be Tanya's thing, so I stayed in the background, but then she brought me into that circle, which was 
a lovely gesture, I think. That's the power of Camilla. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and I think she just asked some random questions about um, when we had arrived and how long we are going to stay in Leipzig and if we like the city and stuff like that. And I think we also told her that we were going to come to London for trooping the following month. Actually, the last trooping before the pandemic. Wow. I'd like to point that out. <laughs> and she was very, yeah, interested and, and just nice. And, and then she actually waved over to Charles. And I thought I was going to die again because it's one thing to meet her and to talk to her. But it's a different thing to meet the heir to the throne, the Prince of Wales, son of the Queen. I mean, it was just amazing and she introduced him to us as this is my husband which will forever be the sweetest thing ever I'd say <laughs> I'm getting chills just hearing about it <laughs> I know oh they're so sweet aren't they this is my husband <laughs> I never refer to Phil as my husband I just go oh there's Phil oh I mean he's my husband <laughs> <laughs> I should get a bit more royal when I introduce him maybe a fanfare next time <laughs> 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 yeah well this is his royal highness the prince of wales no just this is my husband <laughs> yeah i love it <laughs> it was very sweet yeah it seemed such an um an effortless meeting you know i mean i know you were nervous but it just they put you at ease and i think that is such a skill to have isn't it absolutely and not only in this very situation but as you mentioned earlier basically wherever they go whenever they are out and about it's not easy i'd say but they're pros yeah so moving on, Christy, as we've, I mean, we've spoken about this on the podcast before, um, the Queen is in her later years of life. And in the next few years, we will probably have a new king, King Charles. Do you think he's going to be King Charles? Like, what do you think he, name he will choose? I'm afraid I'm going to disappoint you now because I have to say that I have absolutely no idea. Oh. <laughs> There are rumors that he might like to become King George VII to honor his late grandfather, who was King George VI. And I could imagine that because I do believe he has always had some kind of spiritual connection to his grandfather or maybe sees him as a huge inspiration for his own life. So it could be, but... I haven't asked him. I'm afraid we just have to wait and see. Next time you meet him, <laughs> that's the question. Or if time yes. is pen paling with Camilla, ask Camilla. <laughs> just like, <laughs> give us the inside scoop, please. <laughs> I think he's going to be called King Arthur. I don't know why. I just got this feeling deep, deep down that he's Arthur. We haven't had an Arthur for ages, and I think he'd want to carve his own path as a king. So, Rach, what did you say his name was going to be? I'm just going with Charles because that's how everybody's everybody knows him as Charles. It just for me, it, I like I understand why they pick other names, but it's just really confusing, especially this time in his life for him to be I don't know King George or King Arthur. I mean, who knows? Like like you said, like we're not going to know until the time comes. But um, mm. yeah, it it will be um it will be weird if he is called Arthur it's like well no that's not his name yeah I was yeah. thinking about that as well especially as we have these sayings it's Charles and Camilla and I cannot imagine it to be any different and I think it's it's lovely mm. to have CNC yeah maybe it would have been different if he was I don't know only 20 or something but his mother actually stick with her real name too 
So perhaps he's just going to follow her path. Maybe the queen has now set a trend where it's just your name and that's it. Like, just pick your name and just go with it. Yeah. We talked about what name we think Charles is going to choose, but do you actually think he's going to be a good king? Yes, absolutely. I have no doubt about that. I mean, he's been an amazing Prince of Wales for over 50 years now and he's done so many good things mm. oh yeah there is something that i read on twitter the other day which i found really suitable and inspiring in a way these words aren't mine but i absolutely love the expression someone said he has not only started one or two charities but he has created a powerhouse of charities and that's so amazing and so true because he's patron or president of over 400 different charities but he also has got a lot of his own charities that he himself founded or co-founded like the Prince's Trust, the Prince's Foundation, the Prince's Charitable Fund I think is another one and they're all kind of working together and they're all connected and it's just amazing it's like an empire really. I think he touched so many lives and helped change them for the better giving people a new perspective offering them new ways to go or a job or you know so many different things and what I find especially incredible is that alone the prince's trust hit one million participants who successfully joined in the program in the UK not in the commonwealth and across the globe only in the UK two years ago and that's just amazing I just checked how many citizens um, the UK has got, and I think it's about 66 million at the moment. So that makes one in 66 people who actually went through one or more Prince Trust programs, which is unbelievable in a way. It is. It is. And I don't, I don't think, like you said, I don't think it's until you sit down and you read those statistics that you realize what an impact he has made and we've spoken before about the prince's trust really being charles's legacy yeah absolutely and i i watched a documentary um oh I, it was a while back now gosh it must have been about 10 or 15 years ago with william and harry talking about how amazing charles is at raising funds for charities and how he really champions and does all these fundraising um and maybe obviously because he's got a bit of uh, clout when it comes to being the the heir, <laughs> you know. It's been amazing, not only because he's been able to get money for all these charities, but actually what charities and where he then places his focus. And most, like you said, is on young people, it's on enterprise, it's on environmental issues. Yeah. Even the Sustainable Market Initiative is amazing. And you look at all these different things that Charles has been able to create. And um, then you think to yourself, wow, when he's in the the hot seat when he's actually the monarch <laughs> what else can he do that's amazing isn't it it is absolutely amazing yeah and yeah as sad as it is to say that because it always comes along with a very sad event as well but in a way I am looking forward to see him as king because I think he'll be outstanding I mean, like you said, he's the longest living heir apparent I think we've had in British history. Mm -hmm. So it's um, he's he's served his role very well as heir apparent. So, I mean, only time will tell with this. How do you think the public's perception of Charles has changed over the years? Well, I think as I'm in Germany, I can't 
really say how it is in the UK and the Commonwealth. But I just hope and trust that more and more people have come to realize just what an impact his amazing powerhouse of charities has. And yeah, how many people have actually participated in these programs or yeah, have just found their ways thanks to these initiatives. And I think that's what we got when Prince Philip passed away is sometimes you don't realize the power and the influence of someone like that in that position and what they can do and what he he done and it wasn't really recognized until he'd passed away and um I think that's the same with Charles is some people don't see that but obviously as royal followers we know how hard working he is and like I think I've seen that documentary you were talking about Shell and I think William and Harry were both saying you know we'll go into his office and there's papers everywhere and he's up until like 11 o'clock at night and he's dozing in his chair because he's just so tired because it's like the work never stops. I think actually Camilla has said to I don't know I think it was it, it might have been Arthur Edwards but I'm not sure about that but she actually did say once that sometimes she wakes up at like 2 a.m. or something and um, he's still not there and then she will go to his office and find him asleep on his desk or something <laughs> because he's working 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 all the time yeah yeah at an age where where most people are on retirement already yeah, yeah. and and that that's the beauty of Charles and Camilla isn't it um it's, it's a role that is is a vocation it's not something that you just put down it's not a cloak you take off at the end of the day it's it's who you are it's becoming it's part of your identity but what was interesting when you think about the public's perception I can say this from the UK basis is I think the Queen has given Charles and Camilla a really good leg up shall we say in the respect um levels of in people's minds when she said about Camilla being queen consort because that meant that in the queen's eyes one of the most respected people in the world in my opinion is just the biggest stamp of approval to move forward as king and queen consort and I just thought that changed people's um, opinions and attitudes towards Charles and Camilla. And it was probably the best thing that's happened to them on a public perception angle. I personally had the impression that it's rather sad, actually, that so many people change their mind just because one person says one thing. And it's not they are not accepting Camilla as queen because they appreciate her work. And I mean, I totally get your point and I absolutely agree with everything you just said. Of course, it's a great honor and it's wonderful that Her Majesty did that. But I don't think this should be the reason why people accept her as queen. They should accept her because they see the hard work that she's been doing for almost two decades now and because they think that she's worth in a way to be called queen because she's amazing and she's graceful and dignified and has done an amazing service for her country and not because another person says it's okay for her to be queen it's interesting isn't it because we feel the same way as you christy i'm, I'm talking on your behalf here age <laughs> but we do feel <laughs> the same way um but i think it's the wider community or the people who are, don't even like the royals from that point i think they yeah. needed that reassurance from the queen that she had the thumbs up from us we knew we just knew she was uh, gonna be fantastic what do you think he's like as a father and a grandfather 
That's actually a very lovely question. And um, I had a talk to my girlfriend about that because she has some sort of a little Camilla quote collection on her blog. And Camilla has said some, some really lovely things about Charles as a grandfather, which I would like to share if you don't mind. Absolutely. I think that can give us an idea of what he's like as a grandfather. Yes. So the first one is from the time when the first baby Cambridge was just announced. And uh, she said something like, it's wonderful for him. He's brilliant with children. So he'll have a wonderful time. And um, the second one, she said, he will get down on his knees and crawl about with them for hours, the grandchildren, you know, making funny noises and laughing. And my grandchildren adore him absolutely adore him he reads harry potter and he can do all the different voices and i think children really appreciate that i want to hear charles's voldemort voice maybe it was stephen fry charles is in the past <laughs> i love it oh that's amazing so she said that about her grandchildren and perhaps it was before the cambridge kids were there but i don't think he's any different to them than to his step-grandchildren. So I think he's a very hands-on, a very loving and fun-loving grandfather. I think it's one of those things as well where we've seen in the past, William did an interview and he said the only thing that he wishes is that the grandkids had more time with Charles because again, he is so busy and he doesn't slow down. And like we've said before, like that is his role, like it's never ending. Um, so, you know, he, he's in his seventies, like be a grandpa. Like, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Joe, have, have you ever been to Highgrove? Have you been to the UK yet? Christy? I have been to the UK quite a lot of times. I love London and yeah, I went there I don't know, maybe eight times or something before the pandemic. And we had actually planned a wonderful, wonderful whole week in the UK in 2020. We had already booked the tickets for Clarence House and were planning a visit to Highgrove, but obviously it didn't happen. Yeah. So perhaps one day we'll be able to catch up with that, maybe as a belated honeymoon or something. But I mean, it's so integral to your love story, isn't it, with you and Tanya? So it'd be lovely to, you know, collate that into a honeymoon of such. That would be lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Clarence House is on our list, isn't it? Mm. We spoke a bit about Charles, but let's move on to Camilla. How can you envisage Camilla taking on her role as Queen Consort? We already know said future Queen Camilla because she will be no different to that wonderful woman she has been for the past 17 years I think she has made a huge transformation sometimes when I look at old videos from the early years and see her giving a speech or engaging with people and compare that to how she's now and how much confidence she has gained over the years I'm actually close to tears because it's amazing to see that growth in a way if that makes sense. And I think she will, I mean, she herself has just recently confirmed in that interview with Emma Barnett um, that she has every intention to um, continue her work, especially in that area of um, violence against women, which she's been passionately fighting against for years now. So I don't think she will be any different. She will be amazing, graceful, supportive of her husband, I think she will always make sure to stand 
behind him, to be one or two steps behind him and never be the star of the show herself. She will always make sure to support him being the king and never try to be the queen herself. I mean, that will be her title, but she has no intention to be the star. And, you know, one of those moments when that was so apparent, especially to me, was at the Bond premiere, yeah. because we've had like, you know, the gold dress Catherine moment. But then actually Camilla was so on her game that day. She looked amazing. Yeah, that was her best look. Yeah. But what I loved even more is seeing her going through the lineup when she was meeting the actors. And she, as you just said, Christy, she allowed Charles to really shine, even though she was like shining so bright. I think she's learned so much from Prince Philip on how to be a consort. She absolutely has. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And also, I think it's not really in her nature. She just doesn't want to be the star or she never wants to make anything about herself. I think it was also in context with that Emma Barnett interview about violence against women mm -hmm. where she herself said something like she likes to give those survivors a voice and I think that's actually a, a lovely comparison. She likes to be a voice to speak up for those who can't speak up for themselves maybe because she's got that reach but she doesn't want to make it about her as a person and that's That's amazing. I think that's what I've really enjoyed, especially this last year doing the podcast, is um, finding out more about Camilla's um, charities that she works with. And especially, um, wow, Women of the World. Um, we saw the other a few weeks ago, she did um, a speech, didn't she, at Clarence House? Yeah. That was, that was actually really moving. And some people don't give enough credit to Camilla and the charities that she supports. And not all of them are the biggest charities and that's what's fantastic is because they get shone a light on them and you find out more about them and especially being a royal fan is I mean I personally I love you know we love the animal charities we love women against violence it's not a charity but I absolutely love her reading room I mean that came out through lockdowns didn't it and that's just been such a great um thing to follow along with and absolutely you know something that she's so passionate about and I can just imagine her in the spring summer sitting in high grove gardens reading <laughs> reading one of her books yeah I think she herself has also learned a lot from being involved with these charities so it's not only she kind of helping the charities or shining a light on them of course she does but she herself has also grown through certain things she did for these charities like for example these recent interviews I remember that in the early years I could have never imagined her given an interview because she obviously and quite understandably she felt so insecure in front of the camera And she obviously was very uncomfortable talking to a camera. I, I just could never have imagined that. But I think she herself grew so much because she wanted to do something for a good cause, actually. I think she thought, she thought something like, it's not my favorite thing to do, but if it helps the charity, I'm going to do it. And that's very special. And I think it's amazing. I mean, she has just released the, that um, Q&A video as part of the reading room earlier today. And I think it's beyond me how she has gained so much confidence 
in speaking in front of a camera, she's shown us actually that she's a brilliant interviewer herself. But now I think she doesn't feel as uncomfortable in front of a camera anymore as she used to in the early years. And that is something that I really appreciate. And that never fails to amaze me, really, because I think after everything that she went through in the 90s, especially, I would have totally understood if she would never have talked in front of any camera throughout her whole life but that has changed so much and that's not because she thought oh well maybe I can do I can talk in front of camera now or I would like to give an interview because look at me I'm so cool I'm your future queen but she really did it in order to support a charity and that's just amazing yeah to get over your you, you know I, I don't want to say a fear but just to um, grow in order to support and help others is just the map that's such a selfless thing to do isn't it absolutely and I have huge respect for that it's really brave very very brave so we've heard about your lovely relationship with you and Tanya and obviously we've got an amazing future ahead I wonder whether when you obviously you've met Charles and Camilla as well but when when you've seen them do you think they're soulmates? I have no doubt about that. I think there are so many synchronicities in a way. You can't really call it coincidence anymore in that love story that has really actually more than passed the test of time. And yes, I absolutely think they are soulmates. I mean, not only when we met them in person, but I think when you watch the videos on Getty and obviously as huge fans, that's what we what we do um, quite regularly in the evening. Instead of watching Netflix, we go on Getty and watch the videos. Real fans right here. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just amazing how these two work together. They have this amazing body language and these glances they share, like across a fully packed, crowded room. It's just one look and the other would know what's going on, I think, and... Yeah, I also think that they complement each other in an amazing way. Mm, I think people often talk about how Camilla brings out the best in Charles, which is totally true. But I think it's also the other way around in a way, because without having been forced into this position due to her love for the prince, Camilla would have never got the opportunity to be that voice that I was mentioning earlier by now she has realized that this is actually a, a wonderful thing to do and that is something that she I don't know how to put this um it's kind of a special ability I think it fits to her so she's really good at that far better than she herself ever expected herself to be so I think it really they are working together there's that special dynamic of pushing the other Maybe not always to their um, pleasure in the first place, but at the end of the day, it brings out wonderful things like um, all of Camilla's charity works or the reading room. She would never have had this influence and this reach without being forced more or less into that position. Mm. So, yeah. You can't help who you fall in love with. And like you said, she just so happened to fall in love with Prince Charles. And uh, yeah, I think she's doing a stellar job at being his uh, his partner in crime. Yes. Not literally in crime, everyone, by the way. Not literally. <laughs> <laughs> 
and and I think it's a um I think it's a testament to their relationship everything that they've gone through especially the past and to be wherever they are now where they can you know enjoy their later years in life together and they feel when I'm looking at them I, I feel like I'm looking at a couple that are really at ease with each other. Yeah. Like there's no, you know, it's just easy, easy breezy. Like the relationship, it just makes sense. And like you said, like they just make each other happy. And at the end of the day, that's what it's all about, right? Absolutely. I'm very much still in love. Totally. I think we've just seen quite a few very cute moments um, during their recent tour to Ireland and Northern Ireland. And also when they visited Mita last week and Camilla put on these smart glasses i think the goggles <laughs> yeah she put the smart goggles on didn't she that was so <laughs> funny and then she turned to him and said sir and it was just so <laughs> hilarious i watched it for like i don't know a hundred times or something yeah tanya and i are joking about that as well because i'm i sometimes say ma'am <laughs> it's just it's just so oh. funny and i think it's It, it's something that a couple in love would yeah. do. And this this is actually another thing about her that I love. She never fails or she never feels uncomfortable uh, in trying out funny things as well. So she absolutely has this light side and this sort of entertaining side. And it's just lovely and brilliant. And I think he also appreciates that. You will always see them joking together, laughing together, and sometimes even gently teasing each other. And that's mm. just so wonderful and refreshing. And yeah, whenever I see them being happy together, it just warms my heart. And I have a huge smile on my face Aww. because they're just sweet and it's just so special. I mean, after all these years, I think that's the perfect way to end our uh, podcast uh, interview, I think, because like you said, happiness is infectious, isn't it? And you can see that they're so happy and in love with each other. Thank you so much for talking to us today, Christy. How can the Royal Community find you? First of all, thank you very much for having me. It's been a huge pleasure to be here and an honor. The community is welcome to follow me on Instagram. My Instagram account is from.berghall.with.love. And for all the royal community out there, Burkhall is their Scottish residence. Actually, their happy place. Yeah, it is. Definitely. Definitely. And could you also let the royal community know about Tanya's blog as well? Yes, absolutely. You will also find her on Instagram. She uses her famous name, Camilla's Girl, which is actually the same name of her Tumblr blog. So if you Google Camilla's girl, you will find her immediately. We'll put the link in the description as well. So you'll be able to find Christie's account and Tanya's. Thank you so much to Christy for joining us. We so enjoy talking to her about all things Charles and Camilla. It was lovely to get her perspective on what the monarchy is going to look like in the future. And just to hear her story of how... She found love and Charles and Camilla at the same time. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, my goodness. What was wonderful for me personally listening to Christy talking is how much she knows about Charles and Camilla. And I don't think I know Charles and Camilla as well as I should. So I feel like I'm going to get some books out and do some like deep, like deep dive reading yeah. into especially Camilla's story because it sounds incredible. She sounds like such a survivor. Yeah, I, th I think the same. Like, I don't really know a lot about Camilla, so it would be interesting to know more. Obviously, I know a bit from doing the podcast, but like you said, like her life story, like 
what is who is behind Camilla? Who is Camilla as a person? <laughs> I know, I know. And she is quite an enigma in that sense. But I think that's what that means she's doing a job correctly. Mm-hmm, exactly. Thank you so much for listening today to Keeping Up With The Windsors. We'll be back next week with our regular scheduling. If you would like to support us on Kofi, you can head on over to kofi.com slash Keeping Up With The Windsors and you can support the channel by buying Rachel and I a coffee, four pounds or six bucks. And we have a goal to reach our yearly podcasting platform subscription. So if you can help us out with that, that would be amazing. And thank you to everyone so far who has bought us a coffee. Don't forget you can follow us at keeping up the windsors pod over on instagram and you can also email us at keeping up the windsors pod at gmail.com find us over on youtube keeping up with the windsors and as always thank you so much for being here and we'll see you next week on keeping Keeping up with the the Windsors. windsors